Welcome to the Arts Equator podcast. The Singapore International Festival of the Arts opens in less than 10 days. Under the artistic directorship of Gaurav Gilpani, this year's SIFA has commissioned a number of works by Singapore artists. The most ambitious is A Dream Under the Southern Bow, The Beginning, which will be produced by one of Singapore's most established theatre companies, Toy Factory. Gobu Tiek, with the assistant director Stanley Sia, uh, will be directing the work. And we're really pleased today to welcome Stanley to the Arts Equator podcast. Stanley, thank you for joining us and taking time out of, I'm sure, what is a busy afternoon mm. <laughs> to be with us. So, this is not the first time that Toy Factory has actually been commissioned to do work for SIFA. In 2009, the Crabflower Club was a SIFA commission as well. But this is the first time that it's a commission that runs for three years, mm. right? So, my question is, which came first? Was it the three-year commission period from SIFA, upon which the company then selected this epic Kun Opera work, mm. or did Toy Factory actually want to stage this particular work and that was what dictated a long commission period? Buntik is a, an incredibly ambitious guy. He has about 20,000 incredible ideas. <laughs> this, this is one of them. It, it just, this is one of 20,000. Yeah, it just happened to fit in um, what Sifa wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, He's always had this idea of adapting this Kun opera to the contemporary stage mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he he wanted to do it over three years. Right. Which uh, which just happens that uh, Sifa wanted something like that as well. So okay. so it, it's a happy marriage in, in a way. Yeah. Okay. That's great. What do you feel as the assistant as the assistant director? Um, what is in a way one of the main challenges when you've got a commission that runs over three years, over three festivals, but is actually based on one work? Mm. Right. The key to doing something that is sequential in a way is is how how do you deal with the audience that comes? Mm-hmm. Um, we want to do um, the the way that we've tried to to work this is that we we want to do a kind of a prologue in mm-hmm. the first year, mm-hmm. but the second year we would tell half of the story with the prologue that's condensed, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then we will tell. The whole story, all forty-four chapters, condensing the first right, half. right. Um, so, so that was something that we've played around with. I'm not one hundred percent sure if this will come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. Um, we pivot because uh, we have better ideas right. coming coming right. from the creative process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but how our relationship with new audiences and recurring audiences that mm. that's key to doing a right. three-year project yeah. Yeah. yeah because the presumption is that you both want people who have seen part one and part mm. two and part three together mm. but also you're going to assume that there will be people who would not have seen part one for example yeah. right yeah. um maybe we need to kind of understand why you have selected this particular work because mm. it's it is one of it is an it's a work from the ming dynasty it's mm. seen as one of the uh, you know part of the canon uh, why this particular work? I, I'm not 100% sure why this mm-hmm. particular work was chosen. What, what I do know from my experiences with Punte is that um, he's, he's one of his um, more iconic works, Tito Tao, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Is, is, is a story about his, his mum. And mm-hmm. his mum was a traditional opera um, right. actress. Mm-hmm. So he does have an affinity with opera stories mm-hmm. and I think this is one of the more fantastical kind of stories that 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 he's probably had an impression on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite 
it's a it's a, it's almost like Alice in Wonderland, um, yeah. Mandarin version, mm-hmm. uh, where where this man um, falls into a twenty year long dream. He goes into an end kingdom. Um, what great material for theatre? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and maybe maybe tell us a little bit more about the work. So so it's an army cadet mm. who falls asleep under a tree mm. and enters into an end kingdom where he falls in love. Mm. He he has. He falls in love, he has a great political career, it, it lasts for 20 years and then he wakes up and, <laughs> and no time has passed. Yeah, um, It's a, a, a little bit more about um, the, the first part of the story before he falls asleep. Mm-hmm. He, he actually, he is an army officer but he is a disgraced army officer, mm-hmm. he's been mm-hmm. suspended, his life has um, his life is not working out very well mm-hmm, for him mm-hmm. and, and he starts to drink a lot. Um, this is actually one of the key parts of the, the, the story is that he, he starts becoming a bit of an alcoholic and this, this affects his work, which is why he got suspended and he's just looking for things that, that, can, that can help him cope with his life. Yeah. So there's a chance that actually what we're experiencing is actually his whole alcoholic st- um, hallucination in a way. I'm more romantic about <laughs> it, you know. I, 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 there, there is a lot of um, there, there are a lot of other elements. He is an alcoholic. I think that what, what that element brings out is the fact that um, it, it narrows life into a dreamlike state. Um, that's that's the way that I see it. So one of the tag, one of one of the things that audiences are invited to do is, you know, uh, is actually not to awaken, right? Mm, to mm. to dream. Mm. I, I kind of really like this kind of theme of illusion and redemption and escape that mm. the work seems to talk about. Mm. But um, and I don't think we're giving any. This is not a spoiler alert because it's a work that's out there. Um, the work does end, you know, with quite a big fall from grace in his life. Mm. Um, so I'm just wondering, in, in terms of these kinds of themes, this is a work that was made in the 1600s. What do you think you know, about these themes are relevant for a contemporary audience? I'd like to think that life in the 1600s and life now is, is, is not that different in a way that sometimes, for example, if I'm thinking about memories from three years ago, it feels almost like it's a distant dream. It, 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 does, it does have that. I don't know how someone in the 1600s would feel about uh, memories three years ago. I, I think it's, it's probably mm-hmm. around the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that we all want to be someone else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, mm-hmm. we, we've, we've, all, we've all gone, wouldn't life be great if, if I was this person, if I had a more fantastical destiny, for mm-hmm. example. That, that I don't think changes. The grass is always greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, those are all things that, that create kind of a dreamy environment that we all live in from time to time. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's, a, that's, a, that's the timeless quality of uh, a product like mm-hmm. um, A Dream Under the Southern Bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it a period piece or is it being contemporized? It's contemporarized. Okay. We have switched a couple of things to mm-hmm. make it work um, in a more timeless environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a, 
there is a moment where we work with virtual reality. Mm-hmm. The protagonist Chun Yifen, he um, he is actually he was a magistrate in the original stories, mm-hmm. and then we've we've turned him into a naval officer. Right. Yeah. Right. So so those are things that we have done to try to create a more twenty first century element to the right. to the story. Yeah. Is it set in Singapore, or is it set in a in a place that? You know, a Southeast Asian audience might recognize, or an international audience might recognize. I think that we didn't set out to do a, a Singapore context. Mm-hmm. We also didn't set out to do a a very specific time frame. So mm-hmm. it's not it's not two thousand and seventeen Sengkang, for example. Uh, but it is uh, so there there are Asian and Southeast Asian elements. Mm-hmm. To this place that they are living in, mm-hmm. um, and also it is set somewhere between uh, the the modern time frame that 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 we are living in now and maybe plus minus ten years. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the work is also quite political, meaning the character. You know, he marries the princess mm. and is then appointed to quite high political office. Mm. Um, are there are there elements of kind of um, Political um, manipulations within the play itself that might have, you know, some echoes. Let's say in contemporary in the contemporary world today, where mm. you know these issues are so big. Yes and no. I think that uh, I I can't speak for Bunte mm-hmm. uh, and and the other actors, but uh, I I believe that at Toy Factory we we never go into anything with with a, a political feeling towards mm-hmm, things mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. they always come out quite organically mm-hmm. if this story suddenly has has certain themes that um, that draws parallels with the audience mm-hmm. it becomes even more powerful right, because right. Uh, if, if we set out to do something and we say say we want to do something and we think we want to do it because we want to inform the audience of the political climate. It, it's it's slightly artificial. Mm-hmm, it doesn't come mm-hmm. from a real place. Mm-hmm. So it's too didn'tic yeah. in that way as, yeah. a, as a way of making it work. Yeah. Um, you've mentioned that you know one of the issues that one of the things that you've had is to contemporize it. And I you know from what little I know about Kun Opera and what I've you know briefly read, mm-hmm. it it seems to be a form that is full of absolute vitality and you know there it, it seems you know very contemporary because it mixes you know high forms as well as very popular forms in the staging that you and uh, Buntek are now working on how have you all contemporized the form um let's let's maybe start by saying what we didn't kind of okay. contemporize okay. um um we, we we didn't we tried to keep this heightened um I call it Shakespearean Chinese language mm-hmm. as much mm-hmm. as we can because uh, really the language is the fabric of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we try not to touch that at all. Um, what we've then done is to create settings that are modern. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also tried to... We've also tried... So with, with, with a high... Um, heightened form of, of language what we've tried to do is that we've tried to make it accessible to the audience right. with our with our actions with mm-hmm. our directing mm-hmm. with our focus mm. so you can't just do Shakespeare for example and, and expect everyone to get it we have to reach out to them right. with the language yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's what 
what we mean by creating a modern version mm-hmm, of it mm-hmm. is something that can connect with the audience. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That's 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 some of the things that we we've, we've tried to okay. do in the rehearsal right. room. Yeah. Um, it will be in Mandarin with subtitles. Yes. Right in English. We the subtitles will be in English. Yes, yeah. English. Yeah. Okay. Are you, are you working with the original text or? We are working with a version of the right. original text. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and we've also got a playwright come on board mm-hmm. and and work it out in a right. format, and we've changed a couple of things as well, mm-hmm. just to make it fit on the modern stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what your role is. Montek is well known. He's had under his belt, you know, several large works that have toured internationally. Mm. But I'm interested to know how you entered this project, mm. and what is the role of the assistant director specifically in this production? Okay. Um, well, firstly, I I just joined Toy Factory as mm-hmm. associate artistic director. Mm-hmm. Um, Bunte is is someone that that. I have I have a lot to to learn from, and he's 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 one of the most generous um, directors that I I've known in Singapore mm-hmm. out there. Um, we we share with just I've just assistant directed for our our Mandarin musical sometime mm-hmm. moon, mm-hmm. and we we share certain responsibilities. There are, there are things that that I I try to work on, mm-hmm. and there are things that he works on. Right. Um, but. Generally, the big picture stuff we take the lead from Bunte. Right. Um, it's his concept. It, it's his brainchild. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for this particular production, I work a lot on physical vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we work on things uh, uh, like I work on things like blocking. I clean, I clean everything up so that his concept works. Okay. So right. um, he if. If you think about it this way, he he does the very big picture stuff mm-hmm. while I work on a lot of the more detailed okay. work. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's much more kind of really into the weeds, kind of really looking at the the the, the finer kind of aspects of the production. Yes. Right, on the floor. Yes. How big how big is the cast? Um, we have six actors and we have a number of ensemble casts. <gasps> yeah. And live music. Or? We will have we have a sound designer on board. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and. Actually, um, what we try to do is we try to create design that is very holistic. They work very well with both the set mm-hmm. and the lighting. So sound design is a is a part of a machine that is working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What have you learned from this production so far? So far, and tell really, us yeah. the horror story. Tell us maybe one really horrific <laughs> story because every time we do interviews, people always tell us. Oh, everything's just really you know everything's wonderful, but productions are you know stressful yeah, places, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the stress hasn't set in yet. I mean, it's it's the fourth day of rehearsals. TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Um, we the first day of rehearsals was particularly hard for me mm-hmm. because um, the language is so heightened. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me a day or two to to really get into it. Um, Buntik steadied the ship ship right. for for these couple of days. Um, that was horrific on my part. Everyone generally seems very relaxed. To be honest, um, we we on the on the first day of rehearsals, we actually went to uh, to a VR experience at, mm-hmm. at JQ mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. because it it is it is part of the theme and we actually. We actually really enjoyed ourselves. Yeah. I mean, uh, we we 
we we played games mm-hmm, with, mm-hmm. Uh, with, mm. with that thing on your head and and yeah i i can't tell you too too many horror stories it, it hasn't happened yet <laughs> that's yeah. very reassuring yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so there will be an element of i mean this idea of illusion that everything being you know an illusion and you've brought up this idea of virtual th- reality um will that be something that the audience can look forward to yeah absolutely i mean um depicting technology on stage is, is never an easy thing mm-hmm. but uh, i think that we found a very good way to make it work yeah. we've just spoken about the beginning and it's it's not even you know happened yet but I, I can we take can you take us a little bit into you know how this un- will unfold and you've mentioned it a little bit you've said that you know when we come to the next iteration of it which will will be called revere yes Reveri, and and the third will be called exist existence right yeah. so it's actually being broken into three parts but what's interesting is you're saying that there is with each with the next production there will be a kind of trailer recap that will reintroduce the scenes and the main stories to the work can you tell us where the beginning ends I mean if I come and see this am I seeing the actual whole show or is it does it end on a cliffhanger um, the the Mandarin name of this particular production is called Ru Mong mm-hmm. um, which um, in a direct translation means um, entering the dream mm-hmm. uh, that that's where we end um, okay. on, on this this particular piece mm-hmm. um, the other two iterations, we we like to reserve our judgment on, okay. on, on how how we want to treat it because uh, we we can plan for many things to happen, mm. but then at the end of every creative um, process, you end up doing something that is completely different. Right. right. Um, what I said earlier was a little bit of 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 me liking to plan ahead mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm, bit mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. more than half the time. We, we don't we don't we don't follow okay. it yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. what do you want audiences to kind of take away from this at the end of this uh, quite intense hour I, I'd like them to question what is it that they really want are they actually happy in their lives or if they're unhappy are they actually unhappy in their lives and why why that is the case uh, uh, is living in a dream world something that is preferential to really going out to experience life or can we be happy with, with what we've got that sounds really like a real incentive to actually attend the work <laughs> <laughs> a dream under the southern bow the beginning opens on the 30th of April and it runs until the 1st of May and it's on at uh, Sota. Sota. Right? So um, for more information. Studio th- Sota Studio Theatre. Sota Studio Theatre. For more information, you can visit sifa.sg and artsacreator.com. Thank you very much, Stanley, for joining us and good luck with the production. Thank you. <laughs>